week it is uh get this these dates out of the way it's in buffalo new york uh, it's helium comedy club and we will be there friday saturday and sunday two shows friday 7 30 and 10 p.m two shows saturday 7 30 and 10 p.m and one show sunday and that's at 7 30 uh felipe sparza obviously uh headlining the show uh toby hicks featuring and myself opening and we will be in Buffalo, New York. It's going to be. And we're doing it in Toby uh, Hicks' voice. It's going to be 29 degrees. I already got my thermals. I got my gloves. I got my little beanie. Walking around looking like a little blood. <laughs> That's right, man. Yeah, Buffalo. Here we come, man. Uh, and shout out to Toledo, Ohio, at the Funny Bone. Uh, we were there last week from uh, Thursday through uh, Saturday. Uh, had a great time, man. Toledo, Ohio, man. It was like, actually it's uh, the Toledo Funny Bone, but it's Perrysburg, Ohio, where it's at. Uh, and it was a uh, really cool, man. It was fun. It was starting to get a little cold out there. It was like forty degrees. So yeah, man. We had a. Uh, we had uh, fun, dude. So shout out to the funny boat out there. And uh, yeah, man, it's been a while since uh, I've done a podcast. I've just been feeling weird lately. I've just been kind of like not over it, but been busy. That's number one. But still, that's not an excuse. I just haven't really been feeling it, dude, to rock it, to do it, to say it. You know, we're so busy with the What's Up Full podcast, but also, mate, what's up with the Yeah Man podcast, how other folks say. Uh, thank you very much to all you supporters out there, always. Uh, uh, thank you very much for the support. Everybody that says, uh, when are we going to have a next Yeah Man podcast, when's going to happen? So, yeah, dude, I just, uh, I want to give you guys a quality podcast, you know what I mean? I don't want to be all just like, uh, just shoot it out there. Just put it out there, bro, because I've recorded a couple in the past, and I didn't like them, and I just chuck them. Hit the delete button, mate. As old Morrissey would say, please, where is the engineer? Let's hit the delete button. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm going to do an introduction to the voice before I do the voice, just so you guys can know who I'm talking about, or at least get a gist of, um, of who the character is, some way, somehow. Uh, so yeah, man, um, I was on uh, the Yo 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 podcast we recorded Monday night. It will be up Thursday this week, uh, and it was it was a good time, man. Got to hang out with Martin Moreno, uh, Hooter Moreno, and uh, yeah, man, we uh, had fun, dude. I think we almost did like two hours, so that was kind of bitching. It was one of those podcasts at the end. All right, man, good night. Oh, and then one more thing. Oh, and then one more thing. But yeah, man, it was sweet to to gather our thoughts together on the past, man. I've known that dude for 17 years. 
and uh, Reminis Raza, <laughs> right there, that's uh, Martin Moreno's voice, even though he says he doesn't speak like that, you know what, Raza, it was pandemonium, Raza, <laughs> and Martin was one of those guys that saw, hey, bro, I've been listening to your podcast, and you go in and out of voices, but we don't even know who the voices are. I was like, man, that's for you to figure out, man. <laughs> and uh, that voice there, uh, what's up, man? That's a, my name is Kenny, man. I'm a radio DJ out of uh, Amarillo, Texas, man. I do sports radios. I do whatever. I mean, bottom line is I was an environmental scientist before I retired. I mean, that's just a fancy word for gender, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because uh, we did radio in uh, Toledo, and uh, Felipe hit me up. He's all, "Okay, dog, who's the voice?" <laughs> all right, man, chill. We gonna get to it. <laughs> and that voice there, right there. Yeah, man, y'all need to chill the fuck on up. And uh, that voice right there—that's a Corey Holcomb voice. Uh, probably the. Uh, to me, the funniest comedian out there ever, um, and uh, who uh, I absolutely love, man. He's a funny dude, man. Real dude, too. Uh, that's his voice. That's that's uh, the Corey Hoke of voice. One of the, uh, when he keeps it low, like if you listen to his 5150 show, in the beginning they do a little rhyme, he's all, it's train of <laughs> So if you get that reference, that's what uh, that's from. So back to, um, yeah, dude, I felt like, I just felt weird, man. And the whole, like, the whole, these last couple of months, uh, and let me just say this real quick. Uh, I was honored by the city of Riverside uh, yesterday. Uh, it was the 13th of uh, November. Uh, they honored me. It was the Arts Honoree of the Month. And uh, I owe that honor to the city of Riverside, obviously. But the folks that uh, hooked it up and made it uh, possible was Cosme Cordova. Uh, he is, uh, his uh, gallery, his art gallery in uh, the city of Riverside, uh, Division 9. And he linked me up with uh, Marjorie Hopped. And uh, she works for the city of Riverside for the, uh, I don't know exactly, uh, it's, it's the arts um, department through the mayor's office. But nevertheless, uh, it was a recognition by the mayor and the city council. It was cool. You know, they busted out the little pictures up there and uh, a little introduction. And I went up there and said a couple words and uh, that was it. You know, and they gave me a nice little award. It was pretty cool. A little, uh, I don't know, it looks, looks like a... A little glass. Uh, I'll put it up on uh, social media uh, soon, but with my name on it and whatnot, it's a pretty cool little uh, little. Uh, I want to say trophy, uh, but uh, yeah, it was nice. It was cool to get recognized by the city where you're uh, from, and which leads me to uh, what's been bugging me for the like last three months is uh, uh, I've always been involved uh, with uh, my community. Uh, in a volunteer uh, fashion. Uh, I've served on the board of uh, the Redevelopment Committee for the Arlanza La Sierra um, Redevelopment Agency. Uh, They're in uh, Riverside, the city of Riverside. It was an advisory board that reported to the city council. And uh, I did that back in uh, 2006, all the way, all the way up to 2009. Um, I, was, I was also on the airport commission for the city of Riverside. I was appointed by the mayor. 
Uh, I did that for about a year. Again, this is all like, you know, driving to Los Angeles, working pest control, you know, driving back, obviously, and then staying out here doing stand-up, always commuting. I also worked for the district attorney's office in uh, Riverside County uh, through the DA College Academy. I was selected out of there, and uh, I worked there probably about, I was going about, I want to say eight months total. I did two uh, two sessions with them, and uh, I also did the, um, which was uh, just shadow, shadowing uh a prosecutor helping them out or her out uh, with her cases researching stuff listening to tapes uh, and you know all the prep work getting her uh, her evidence books together and all that stuff and uh, I learned a lot dude I was going to law school as some of you know some of you know uh, went to law school for about a year for a year total um, I dropped out due to touring the touring was a too intense and working pest control. I was doing three things at once, and I was really consumed. Now I only do uh, stand up, and uh, before it was, uh, you know, always like two to three things. So I was doing all those three things, and uh, in essence, and that, at that uh, level was a county level, um, Riverside County, and uh, I liked it. It was probably like the most professional office I've worked ever worked for or in. And uh, I really enjoyed the work. So then comes stand-up, which is obviously what I'm doing, what I've always done, and what is primary love. And, uh, yeah. So getting to what was bugging me, or has been, like, bugging me, it's uh, a couple books. I mean, it's also been in the past. One thing I was going to add to my community service, I was a candidate for the school board back in... Um, 06, and uh, I didn't win, but I believe 857 votes total, I spent $60 on flyers, and uh, that was another uh, learning experience, but uh, yeah man, I've always wanted to uh, be involved in the community in somewhat of an official capacity, but how do you do that, juggling stand-up, how do you do that, uh, working, and juggling that, how do you do that with uh, personal life as well, you know? Uh, so, you know, and also personal life being love life now, now I'm engaged. So there's almost no time for anything to do. There's only time for work. So a couple of folks and a couple of friends of mine have been asking me, so what's up, dude? When are you going to get involved in politics? Will you ever run for city council? I mean, dude. You can do it, you know, but obviously, you know, you do stand-up. So what's the deal? Can you run? Will you run? And uh, that's where I'm still on the, even as I talk to you guys right now, I'm still on edge of whether I should do my stand-up how I'm going on the road right now and dedicate all the days that I'm not on the road to campaigning in uh, Riverside, the city of Riverside. And that's for the 7th Ward, because we're broken down in a... In wards, and there's a seven wards in the city of Riverside. I live in the seventh ward, which I've been living there since uh, the fifth grade. And uh, yeah, that's 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 uh, what I'll be representing, or at least uh, being a candidate to run for. 
and I'm thinking uh, I really got to get it together as far as um, time management to do so. And uh, the other thing that finally uh, culminated the thing that it's time to decide time to do something is I went to go check out the uh, Tigres del Norte, Alejandro Fernandez Rompiendo Fronteras concert tour on Sunday when I got back from Toledo uh, at the Forum. And uh, they both got political, both, both of them. Uh, Tigres were on stage, uh, they were singing the song America, and they were just, they, they said, the singer Jorge said, that we're more American than uh, Anglo-Saxons, which is uh, a fact, and, uh, and nothing against anybody here, it's just a, a fact that uh, we are. We are native to this land, folks uh, that are uh, from the Americas all the way down to South America, Central America, North America, Canadians even. Um, so, that, and, uh, so that was one thing, and then Alejandro Fernandez was on stage, and it's funny too, a lot of folks would be going, oh man, what are you talking about, entertainers talking about politics, but uh, entertainers have always uh, been uh, part of politics. I mean, look at Ronald Reagan, he was an actor. I mean, the guy that's in office right now was a reality TV star, right? Um, Clint Eastwood was the uh, mayor of Carmel. That's a city up there by Monterey. Um, also, politicians play music. I remember my dad telling me a story about uh, how uh, Antonio Aguilar, he snuck into an Antonio Aguilar concert because he was good with horses and went that route and then got into the concert. But, he was there his, uh, in El Paraíso back in the day, promoting a politician, you know. Vote for this guy. This is the guy to vote for. So, uh, uh, Fernandez was on stage, and he said that we have to get together and uh, create a force. And he was talking about, uh, obviously, Latinos. Uh, that we have to do something. Every every one of us in our community, we have to set, sit up on not not only vote but to represent. And as uh, some of you guys know, my uh, uncle, I have two uncles that were congressmen. Uh, well, my primary uncle that was a politician, been a politician since '98. He uh, he's no longer with us, but he uh, started out as a, as a congressman appointed by the de then governor of uh, Zacatecas in 98, um, Ricardo Monreal, which was a buddy of his. And uh, he did that. Uh, at that time, when um, he was appointed, he was uh, the head attorney for Social Security in Mexico, El Seguro Social. So he went that way. He liked it. And then... After that, he became a secretary of government, which is pretty much like lieutenant, lieutenant governor for uh, Montreal. Then after that was over, he became, uh, he was said to be a, um, a candidate for governor. It was swiped from him. And then he, uh, he said, all right, and became secretary of, uh, of government again for the next governor. 
which was Amalia Garcia. He uh, then, after that, ran a campaign and became senator, elected senator. Uh, he did that, and then he uh, he took some time off after his uh, run and uh, went back to Congress as an elected member of Congress. He was then uh, the vice president of the Mexican Congress, and all the reforms, the tax reforms that um, were passed by Peña Nieto were uh, primarily, uh, he was uh, the catalyst to get those passed. And again, he wasn't part of that party. He's always been to the left, which is La Izquierda. Started out with the PRI, which in theory are, but the true left at that point became uh, the PRD. And that uh, party was started by Guatemala Cárdenas, and I believe uh, a lady, Amalia Garcia, was a uh, father in Mexico City in 1988 when the, uh, when the uh, he was robbed of uh, the presidency. Uh, so that party was starting in 88 as a leftist party. It no longer really is a leftist party. It doesn't have that much clout or power. But the last party that my uh, uncle was a part of, from PRI, PRD, to the uh, Green Party, which is Partido Verde, which again, a left party. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, all in all, uh, before his passing, he uh, was granted the candidacy to become uh, one of the candidates to run for governor in the state of Zacatecas. History because he perished in a plane uh, crash. Which leads me to uh, back what I was talking to, talking about with uh, what we need to do in our communities. A lot of people think that uh, that the uh, president and whatnot um, is very powerful, is, has a lot to do with this, and it does. Obviously, state funding at the federal level, the states. But what's really much more important. Um, to ourselves or our local governments, whether it's city council or our local assemblymen that uh, um, represent our districts and our congressmen, Senate as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much been the whole thing. And I've always felt uh, the need to, uh, to uh, represent a community or uh, our community meeting the seventh ward and uh get down to business and it's not the fact that we need uh because there's too many too, too many things happening because of inactivity uh, a lot of folks say that there's not a lot of mexicans in power or latinos in power and uh i said latinos are large in uh, the greater los angeles area throughout the state of california being
Shane's going to be, uh, I mean, my podcast is real DIY, do it yourself. I produce it, I put it out, I'm the voice of it. But this campaign is going to be a definite uh, grassroots campaign. I'm going to have to get on the phone myself and call the constituency. I'm going to have to knock on doors myself. And uh, then we're going to have to uh, write letters to uh, the uh, Police Officers Association, the District Attorneys, uh, Deputy different District Attorneys um, Association, which is uh, in Riverside County, which is pretty much our union. of being chambers of commerce and uh, all the local representatives, uh, including senators, congressmen, councilmen, councilmen, and women, in order to uh, seek endorsements. But I'm not going to run. It's going to be untraditional in the fact that there's really no money. It's going to have to be uh, the will of the folks, the myself, and anybody that wants to help. Uh, the elections uh, will be held in June of next year. So at, that, at this stage in the game, we have six, seven, seven months and a half, seven and a half months of the campaign. And the whole thing is, what's going to happen? That's, a, that's a, well, where uh, the scariness of it is. there'll still be time to do stand-up. And I'll still be able to do it. Again, I'm going to have to manage my time to a T and work harder at this stage in the game than I have ever worked in my existence. So, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's a trip, man. It got all serious. But, yeah. Uh, and it's... Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough thing to do, but it's not impossible, you know? So that's really what's been, like, on my mind. And it's, it's a trip because now I feel that there's have been, there has been, like, a, uh, a weight lifted off me, you know? That now I'm actually addressing this uh, issue uh, in voice. Because it's easy to just sit there and do nothing, and everything's fine, you know. But we have to do something, and we have to be involved. And that's thing since I was a child, I mean, uh, in Orlando uh, Elementary School, my principal, who was artist, who was also uh, uh, had a doctorate in education, his uh, name was uh, Professor Mahina. He was, uh, he was our principal. Uh, the lady that taught me how to write. He taught my mother, Mrs. Garcia. Both Mrs. Garcia. Uh, Mexican ladies. One was mean, one was nice. But, you know, I was a bit of a rascal. So, you know, it goes with the territory. 
kid, I've always seen uh, Rod Pacheco, um, Roderick, or you know, which is uh, the English version of Rodrigo. Uh, he was a, a star prosecutor, and then he uh, became an assemblyman for uh, two terms, and then went back to Riverside County District Attorney's Office and became the district attorney there for one term. And so there's always been uh, uh, folks of Latino descent in positions of government, uh, local representatives. So I always had those, uh, you can say, influences or figures in my life locally. You know, it's not some of the folks who say, oh, there's none of us there, but like the saying goes, there can always be more. So that's where I've been at, folks, you know. And uh, so I don't want to give you the constant apologies of why there's no yeah man's episodes or that I'm too busy, which is nonsense. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know what I've been going through. Obviously, uh, um, I have my shine, my uh, fiance and uh, her son is pretty much my family now. Uh, you see all that with marriage, of course, right? Or a common-law marriage here in the state of California. What is it, seven years once you live together? Um, so, yeah, man. And stuff hasn't been, uh, hasn't been happier. You know, I'm super happy, man. Content. I like it. I dig it. You know, that's pretty much all I think about. And, uh, yeah, man. So that's where I've been at, guys. So just to let you know for a bit of the absence... And uh, one apology that I will uh, mention is that we didn't have a show at uh, Zacatecas Cafe this past Tuesday, uh, which is yesterday, because I was honored by the city of the Riverside. So I apologize to those folks, anybody that made it out and didn't uh, find a show. Uh, also, uh, folks that hit me up through uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, I responded to you guys. And uh, yeah, that was the reason for no show uh, yesterday. And I uh, and I want to thank everybody that's been to the Viva Los Joke Show. So yeah, man, that's where we're at, dude. And uh, I think I'll be able to do it. I'll be able to do it, and it's time to do it. Um, I've been, like I said, my friends, some family, uh, and folks at Mount know me. Like when, when, you know, and someone's like, dude, you're getting older, dude. <laughs> like I'm sitting there with an oxygen tank and a cane. But yeah, we have to um, we have to do that. We have to do that. And I say we as a community. I say our as our community. And whatever community you're at in the in the state of California or even throughout the nation, you know, it's our stuff. It's not your stuff. It's not my stuff. It's ours. And if we are really gonna make a better tomorrow, we got to do it ourselves. Uh, we can't just be depending on other people we can't just be complaining about stuff without doing anything inaction and inactivity results in nothingness or just you know the same old thing so yeah man uh with uh lack of any other words uh that's it that's what's really been like going through my head in and out every day so i feel way better now and I thank you guys for uh, listening to the Yeah Man podcast. And uh, what else? I wanted to mention, uh, yeah, the death of uh, Stan Lee. 
I'm not a comic book guy. I never really read comic books. When Spawn came out, I think uh, I brought like uh, the first five issues, and I didn't read them because I wanted to keep them all like in mint condition. And one day they're going to be worth a lot of money, you know. <laughs> Which uh, they're somewhere at my mom's house somewhere. It was like the same thing with that uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck rookie card. Oh my god, it was worth like 18, 20 bucks. I think it went all the way to 25. Now it dropped to something. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like five bucks, four bucks. And that card right there was going to be like the Honus Wagner of our generation, but uh, Griffey was plagued with some uh, injuries and kind of kind of lost value over the years. But still had one of the best natural swings in the game. Great player, by the way, nevertheless. So yeah, man, Stan Lee, man. I wasn't a comic book guy, but I know he was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was a cool man. He was really cool. Always uh, fighting uh, injustices through uh, through his uh, his writing in comic books. And there was a post that Sick of It All put up on Twitter, and it was a quote. Uh, it was one of his quotes, and it was really a kind of. Um, it didn't hit home, but what it did was made me realize that there are um, a lot of good people in this world, and Stan Lee was one of them. And it was always cool to uh, see him, uh, um, to see him pop up on his movies. I remember the uh, the last one that they had, or the last time I seen him. Um, he was um, he was an Ant Man and the Wasp, and that one scene where they go down uh, before he, the Ant Man goes down to the water, he um, he popped up on the street, and that was like super cool. And it was always cool to see him um, on his. Uh, on 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 the big screen on the silver screen. So um, I'm going to read to you the uh, post by uh, uh, on Sick of It All's Twitter, and uh, the title is Stan's Soapbox. Let's lay it right on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But unlike a team of costume supervillains. They can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from the gray gun. The only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for the insidious evil they really are. The bigot is an unreasoning hater, one who hates blindly, fanatically, indiscriminately. If his hangup is black men, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. He hates people he's never seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity, with equal venom. Now, we're, we are not trying to say it's unreasonable, but although anyone has but although anyone has the right to dislike another individual, it's totally irrational. Patently insane to condemn an entire race. To despise 
an entire nation, to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance. For then, and only then, will we be truly worthy of the concept that man was created in the image of God. A God who calls us all his children. Pax et justicia. Stan. Wow, man. And uh, sick of it all retweeted and they put right there on the top Excelsior. So yeah, folks. Just a word from the wise. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Stanley. And uh, not to get even uh, cheesier or I'm in uh, or uh, not to pander, but uh, may uh, may the powers that be help out the folks in the Wolseley fires, all the victims, their family, anybody who's been affected. All right, you guys, keep shining. I'll talk to you guys soon. And I mean very soon. Check out this tune. Yeah, man. Aquí tienes las llaves de mi alma Puedes entrar a la hora que tú quieras Para que veas si hay alguien en el mundo Que pueda darte lo que yo quisiera Ya he tratado de sacarte de mi vida Yo no puedo quererte limpiamente Pero que quieres que haga vida mía Si el corazón no ve Tan solo siente Tu boca, tus ojos y tu pelo Los llevo en mi mente noche y día No me pidas que deje de quererte Después que te entregué la vida mía El día que te encontré me enamoré Tú sabes que yo nunca lo he negado Con saña me lograste enloquecer Y yo 
Calle en tu trampa ilusionado Y de pronto todo aquello se acabó Faltaste a la promesa de adorarnos Me hundiste en el olvido por creer Que a ti no llegarían jamás los años Por tu maldito amor No puedo terminar con tantas penas Quisiera reventarme hasta las penas Por tu maldito amor por tu maldito amor Por tu maldito amor No logro acomodar mis sentimientos Y el alma se me sigue consumiendo Por tu maldito amor Por tu maldito amor Hablando de mujeres y traiciones Se fueron consumiendo las botellas Pidieron que cantara mis canciones Y yo canté unas dos en contra de ellas De pronto que se acerca un caballero Su pelo ya pintaba algunas canas me dijo, le suplico compañero Que no hable en mi presencia de las damas Le dije que nosotros simplemente Hablamos de lo mal que nos pagaron Que si alguien opinaba diferente Sería porque jamás lo traicionaron que si alguien opinaba diferente Sería porque jamás lo traicionaron Verás que no he cambiado Estoy enamorado, tal vez igual que ayer Quizás te comentaron que a solas me miraron Llorando tu querer Y no me da vergüenza que aún con la experiencia Que la vida me dio a tu amor yo me aferro y aunque ya no lo tengo, no te puedo olvidar A tu amor yo me aferro y aunque ya no lo tengo, no te puedo olvidar ¿De qué manera te olvido? ¿De qué manera yo entierro? Eh. 
cariño maldito que a diario atormenta a mi corazón de qué manera te olvido si te miro en cualquier gente y tú no quieres ni verme porque te conviene callar nuestro amor De qué manera te olvido De qué manera yo entierro Este cariño maldito Que a tierra atormenta mi corazón De qué manera te olvido Si te miro en cualquier gente y tú no quieres ni verme Porque te conviene callar nuestro amor